Good morning. Welcome to another morning Java brought to you by our friends at the Get Go Cafe and Market, where uh, God, it's fall, it's pumpkin season, but the biggest thing, uh, the Pilgrim sandwich is back. That's, I think, their like, best selling sandwich. Uh, always comes around this time fall. It's like stuffing bread, turkey, uh, gravy. It comes with cranberry sauce. I get it without the cranberry sauce because I'm not a big cranberry sauce person, but it's really good. So, uh, yeah, check that out while you still can. It's fall. But uh, a lot of <laughs> the biggest, uh, a lot, a lot of stuff happening in, in uh, the Penguins off season since last time you and I talked. Um, we would probably start from the from the beginning. I mean, the Penguins traded Matt Murray uh, to the Senators. Um, decent return back, John, Jonathan Gruden, a prospect, and um, and a second round pick. Dave, what what did you think about the return they got there? They actually got a bit more than I expected. I, I mean, it, it was kind of tough to feel for it because there were so many goalies on the market and so many teams that were looking for goalies. It was, it was shaping up to be a uh, quite a game of musical chairs that I guess still isn't over yet. But it was, it was kind of tough to get a feel for exactly what they would get. I, my gut reaction was that if they got a second round pick for Murray that, that they were doing pretty well under the circumstances and the fact that they were able to get a, a reasonably promising prospect in the deal, uh, I, I guess, uh, tilted things slightly in the positive uh, direction in, in their favor, uh, you know, at least from my perspective. Yeah. I was surprised. Cause I mean, like you said, there were um, a lot of goalies that were either going to be traded, sign, signing in free agency and, um, I mean, if they wanted to get a deal done before the draft, they would have had to do that before a lot of those other dominoes fall, which, you know, I guess could have made uh, a deal difficult. But, I mean, uh, the Senators um, make sense that they were interested because, I mean, you figured Murray's a young guy, 26. Uh, they're, they're on the upswing. Uh, and they have since they've, they've been loading up on picks and prospects that they did have um, some that were expendable. So, um that makes sense. And then, I mean, Ottawa's GM, I think, on, it was on the NHL Network right after the trade said that they've been working, uh, trying to get the steal done with Jim Rutherford ever since the Penguins got knocked out of the, out of the playoffs. Uh, Rutherford wouldn't say how many offers they got from Murray. Um, what, what, do, do you think other, other teams would have been in on him that early? Well, yeah, I mean, it's my understanding that, you know, there there were some teams that called. I I, I think that Edmonton did. Well, Chicago. Uh, Chicago, Chicago might have made uh, at least, a, a, you know, uh, kick the tires on him. Um, how serious those talks got, I really couldn't say. Um, you have to think that that Murray, as as you said, was kind of a logical destination for him because, uh, you know, for him to end up in Ottawa because it is a team that's going a rebuild. He's a guy who, in theory, should just be starting to enter his the prime of his career. Whether it will work out that way or not, we don't know. But be 26. Um, in theory, you could see him lasting a, another decade there. Um, certainly they think he's a key piece um, of the puzzle for them because they, they gave him a, a nice long-term contract uh, within a day or so of, of his. So they obviously have some great expectations for him. And 
you know, if he can get his game back to where it was three or four years ago, uh, the Senators will have themselves a, a, a pretty good goaltender. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Cause, yeah, so the, the Blackhawks, there was a report that, um, you know, they did request permission to talk um, to Murray's agent, try to work out a deal. It didn't, nothing, nothing worked out. Um, so that kind of fell off. But um, the Senators, the Senators GM did say after the trade that they did not request permission to talk to um, Murray's agent before the deal. They, they made the trade first. And then a, a deal got done pretty quick. And um, a little upwards of, of $6 million per year. I think that's pretty high, but I also think that um, Ottawa, I mean, they, they have so many young players on cheap deals that they can afford to, um, you know, give him Murray the kind of contract he wants, even though, I don't know. I mean, if you look at the other deals goalies we're getting around, around in free agency, um, Murray's, the contract he signed was a little high. Yeah, and uh, in in the case of Chicago, I think it had salary cap consideration uh, that it didn't. So it made sense for them to kind of get a feel for what it was going to take to three. Uh, uh, even though no matter where he ended up, he wasn't going to have much leverage because he is a restricted free agent. Um, so you know the the team certainly would have had the upper hand in, in any negotiation. But if if the uh, Blackhawks, you know, discovered that he wasn't going to fit into their plans financially, then it, you know, it made sense to uh, to not pursue talks with Jim Rutherford anymore. So after the Matt Murray trade, the Penguins went right into the draft, and uh, they took two goalies with their with their first two picks of the draft. I know uh, a lot of people were confused, maybe didn't like uh, the decision to take two goalies uh, with their first two picks. I mean, uh, Blomquist out of Finland with their second round pick they got in the Murray trade. And then um, Cal Klung Klang, uh, with the third, uh, third round pick, that was their, their own third round pick. Uh, Dave, what do you think about the decision to take two goalies uh, with their first two picks? Well, their uh, stated philosophy is to take uh, the highest rated prospect available on, on their rankings uh, when it's their turn to pick. So if uh, in fact it was uh, two goal, the two goaltenders that they chose in, in the second and third round, uh, you know, that's a, a bit of good fortune in terms of uh, organizational need because they don't have a lot of goaltenders in their, uh, in their prospects pool. Uh, you can only hope that those were, in fact, the highest-rated prospects on on their at the time they were chosen, uh, as opposed to being reaches. But you know, it will probably be over. You know, we're able to ascertain that, and even then, uh, you don't know. It's it's entirely that uh, both goalies were the highest-rated. Uh, prospects for them uh, and that neither would work neither ultimately works out uh, certainly wouldn't confirm that either of them was was a reach it just meant that it was uh, unfortunate that the uh, plateau or regression in their development whatever it turned out to be uh, you know, played out the way that it did 
Yeah, I asked uh, Penguins director of amateur scouting, Patrick Alvin, after, um, you know, was this a case where, you know, they just happened to be the both, uh, you know, the best players available at the time? Or, um, you know, did you go into this with the, you know, thought of restocking the goalie prospect pool? Um, because they only have two goalie prospects in the system, in, in Alex Dorio and Emil Army, um, both uh, moved to North America, made, made the pro de North American debuts last season. Both of them ended up in the ECHL. Um, the goalie prospect pool is really thin. And, and Alvin, he said it was a little bit of both, where uh, it, was, it was good that it worked out that way. Um, so, I mean, I, I, they really did need to restock the goalie prospect pool, but I, I also believe that, you know, these are good goal they, they do think these are good goaltenders who uh, could have a future in the organization. Yeah, uh, goaltenders are, are, it's so hard to project how, how they're going to turn out that, you know, having a, uh, a surplus of them, which the Penguins certainly did not have and probably still do not have, uh, you know, having four in your, your developmental pipeline certainly isn't an excessive number. Um, you know, the, when, when you don't know how they're going to turn out, you know, having as many uh, candidates to pick from um, can only be a good thing. So, you know, it, it's difficult to, uh, to criticize them for wanting to, uh, to add some uh, warm bodies to that pool. Yeah, and using, I mean, two kind of high uh, picks to take the two goalies, that's not that unusual. If you, the last time they took two goalies in the, in the draft, um, Jari's draft year, so 2014. So, so Matt Murray was already in the system. They uh, took uh, Murray with their with their second round pick, uh, pretty high pick. And then um, I think it was the fourth round they took Sean McGuire, another goalie, a uh, college goalie. And um, that wasn't a knock on on Murray because I mean uh, Murray, you know, was the guy. Um, and then uh, Jari panned out. Sean McGuire, I think he played like a season or two in the ECHL and then retired. Um, so, uh, you know, there's, there's really no predicting with, with, with goalies like this. No, and I mean, McGuire was a guy that they actually seemed very excited to get uh, on draft day. Now, you know, teams always seem uh, irrationally exuberant about almost every pick. They get guys in the seventh round that they couldn't believe were still available. Um, but there did seem to be some, some genuine high expectations for Sean McGuire when they took him. But as you say, he just uh, never panned out. And uh, it happens, uh, even with guys who are taken uh, much earlier than the, uh, the, the fourth round. I mean, it, it's tough enough with players at any position when you're drafting 18-year-old, especially with goaltenders. It's really, you know, I... Uh, I feel sorry for the, the, the scouts who have to try to project what a, what a goalie is going to turn out to be like because it's, uh, it seems like an almost impossible job. Yeah, it, it's, like, it's like playing the lottery, so uh, you might as well buy as many tickets as possible. So, uh, and that's what the Penguins did, uh, drafting two goalies this, this summer. All right, and then right after the draft, the uh, Penguins went right into free agency. And... Uh, really didn't expect them to be big, big players in, in the opening days. Uh, and they did make uh, two signings for the NHL roster in opening day. Not, not big names, but I mean, uh, 
Evan Rodriguez leads back on a league minimum deal, and then Mark Jankowski, um, center who played with the Flames, uh, who he was drafted the Flames. He's been in the Flames organization his whole career, um, both on league minimum deals. Dave, what did you think about um, those signings, and I mean, what it means for the Penguins' uh, bottom six? Well, they they probably came a bit earlier than we expected. You, you know, they were uh, day one of free agency deals. Um, don't always necessarily see the uh, bottom six guys going so early, but you know, this is is a uh, an off season like like no other. Um, and there did seem to be more low profile, low money deals. Uh, early in free agency or earlier in free agency than we normally see them. Uh, and Jim Rutherford said, you know, after uh, after last season ended, that rebuilding his third line was uh, going to be uh, one of the priorities uh, going into next season. And, you know, he signed two guys who right now at least are, are penciled in uh, to play there, uh, you know, the way they, the Penguins see it right now, they'll be using Jared McCann on, on left wing and the Calgary center middle and then Evan Rodriguez on the right side. Uh, whether units will stay intact, uh, we don't know, but at least for now, they have, they've filled in the, the positions. Um, Evan Rodriguez was pretty impressive you know he was here briefly came with Connor Sherry at the at the trade deadline uh played I believe it was nine games uh looked versatile uh guy you could play at a number of positions uh Jankowski you know earlier in his career had shown some uh offensive ability looked like he had uh 15 to 20 goal potential which you know, I think would satisfy the Penguins if they can get that uh, out of him. Um, so, the, you know, these aren't the kind of guys who, when, you know, the Penguins talk about uh, reestablishing themselves as elite, elite teams, I don't think you're going to point to uh, the additions of Jankowski and Rodriguez as two of the key moves that, that made that possible but they do seem uh, like they're going to be able to, to give something of, a, of an upgrade over the, uh, the third line performance in the uh, series against Montreal, which is uh, admittedly not a ter- terribly high bar to clear. Yeah, the, the third line was I mean, probably the worst line that series. I mean, Patrick Marlowe did not long there but I mean I mean these additions I it, it I the third line I think is the least improved um McCann uh I think he's better suited at at wing than center so you know this allows him to play um wing because Jankowski is a natural center and Jankowski's more suited for center um you know a lot of people you look at um Jankowski's you know just a straight offensive numbers it looks like he's maybe fallen off like during his career but if you look at um, uh, and more like the advanced numbers that tell you more about how he was used, um, it, it kind of explains the drop off in, in offensive numbers. He like this past season is where money really dropped off, but he was used in more um, defensive role, going out for defensive zone starts more often and being deployed against um, uh, you know a higher 
level of uh, competition. So I don't think he's really dropped off. It's just, you know, he's more of a, he was used more in more of a defensive role. Um, not a bad guy to have. And Rodriguez, he, he looked really good. Um, during the, the second training camp, the, the return to play training camp, I, I wrote about him, I think, after one of the scrimmages about how he was one of the standouts. Um, he never got a game in. I think he, he probably would have been an improvement against Montreal. But, I mean, uh, he did look good, and I think um, that could be a really good third line. And then, I mean, looking at the rest of the bottom six, the Penguins also re-signed uh, Lafferty and Angelo. Um, so, I mean, where do you see them fitting in? Well, uh, right, right now I could see Lafty fitting in on the uh, what, at least right now is would be called the fourth line. Although with uh, Tanev and Bluger, although you could make a case that that would actually be the third line, uh, and uh, Jankowski line would be would be the fourth line. Uh, but I could Lafferty fitting into uh, Zach Aston Reese's spot on the, on the left side. Uh, while Aston Reese recovers from from surgery, seems like a, a pretty natural fit. Uh, he was a, a a good guy to uh, to resign. He's versatile. I think he has. I mean, there's there's some upside there to to him. I I, I don't think we've seen uh, the best of Sam Lafferty on a you know on a regular basis just yet, which is understandable because he's only played two years pro and uh, I, I think uh, Anthony Angelo has some some genuine potential too um, I won't be surprised if he starts the season in uh, in Wilkes-Barre assuming that the Penguins forwards are able to stay relatively healthy during training camp whenever that is uh, but he didn't look out of place uh, when he was in the NHL last season and I think, you know, there's uh, there's still room to improve. I I could see both of them um, serving a purpose for the for this franchise for for a number of years to come. Probably not in terribly prominent roles. Probably as bottom six guys. But you need four lines to uh, to win in this league. And uh, you know, there, there's nothing wrong with having capable personnel in your bottom six. Yeah, but the, those two are guys who really look good during that second training camp, too. They played on a line together. I mean, they played together in Wilkes-Barre. They, they work really well together. I, I know Angelo, their, their first year together, uh, I asked him about it, and he kind of described it like they have, like, a telepathic connection on the ice. He's like, we know where each other, like, they are at all times because, I mean, they're both Ivy League guys. They, they've been playing against each other a while. But, yeah, I think that they, they go really good together. Angelo – Probably doesn't have a spot on the NHL roster to start, but I mean, he, um, both he and Lafferty are exempt from waivers for one more season, so they can go down um, to to Wilkes-Barre uh, anytime, no problem, and come back up. I think uh, Lafferty has a spot on the fourth line to start. Um, Angela might start in Wilkes-Barre, be one of the first guys up uh, because the Penguins are bound to have uh, several injuries to forwards, like always. Um, and I mean, then we're also, I mean, thinking about Colton Sevier, uh, he's who they got in the, in the Hornquist trade. Um, I mean, he's a bottom six guy too. I think he's someone who you could scratch and have as, as a depth guy. Um, and he could be on that fourth line, uh, too. But I mean, it, it seems like, you know, going into coming out of this off season, I, the, the bottom six, it looks better than it did when they went into it. 
Yeah, and you know you're going to have injuries. Um, you know, certainly if you're the Penguins, you're probably going to have lots of injuries. Um, you know, they they like to carry 13 forwards and seven defensemen, uh, salary cap space permitting. Um, so yeah, I mean, Sevier certainly. You know, I, I he's not going to be out of place. Uh, to, earn a spot on the uh in in the bottom six um i won't rule out either line i mean you don't you know who, who knows how these guys are going to uh to mesh i mean that's part of what you have a training camp for but yeah i you know they're they're the bottom end of their uh, of their roster uh, is is looking better now than it, than it did a couple of months ago i think that's a a, a safe assessment Thank <laughs> you.